Imitators, episode 354, you and me and with Doug Culp, I'm your host, Doug Culp, hold on, is this pretty good before, I'm going to check real quick, because there's some eggs on my face. Going to the internet, internet, going to the internet. Yeah. Three fifty four. <laughs> so, what I'm going to do today. The episode, and I'm going to read through, not every single word, but I'm going to read through the propositions that are on the ballot for November, and I haven't gotten it yet, but I know my mail-in ballot is on its way to me. And I thought it was going to be here by yesterday. I'm recording this right now on Friday. Um, But it wasn't. But that's fine because I have this booklet. So I can go through all the propositions anyway. Prop 14. Authorizes bonds continuing stem cell research. Re- Ugh. Research. Initiative statute. Uh, authorizes 5.5 bill. And state general obligation bonds to fund grants from the California Institute of Regenerative Medicine to educational, nonprofit, private entities for stem cell and other medical research, including training stem cell therapy, development, and delivery, research facility construction, and associated administrative expenses. Dedicates $1.5 billion to research and therapy for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stroke, epilepsy, and other brain and central nervous system diseases and conditions. Appropriates general fund monies to pay Bond debt service. Mm. Okay. Expands programs promoting stem cell and other medical research, therapy, development, and delivery, and student and physician training and fellowships. Cool. Oh man. Prop 14? Yes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go through with a pen and mark what I'm voting for when I get the ballot. Because what if, while researching researching stem cells, they find a way to cure a lot of things? Maybe including COVID. I hope the world goes back to normal at some point. At some point, it'll be a different normal. It'll be a changed. It'll get back to changed. Um, okay. Oh yeah, there's arguments for and against it. We can't afford to waste billions. It's not a waste. It's science. 
brothers can do this job better. Well, providing jobs right now. Increases funding sources for public schools, community colleges, and local government services by changing tax assessment of commercial and industrial property initiative constitutional amendments. Huh. Alright. Increases funding sources for K-12 through public schools. Community colleges and local governments are requiring commercial and industrial real property be taxed based on current market value instead of purchase price. Ooh. Uh, commercial and industrial real property. So Okay, exempt from taxation changes, residential properties, agricultural land, and owners of commercial and industrial properties with combined value of $3 million or less. Any ad additional education funding will supplement existing school funding guarantees. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Exempt small businesses from personal property tax for other businesses provides $500,000 exemption. Summary of legislative analysis analysts estimate of net state and local government fiscal impact. Increased property taxes on commercial properties worth more than $3 million, providing $6.5 billion to $11.5 billion in new funding to local governments and schools. Mm, kind of like that. Over $3 million. And a lot of exemptions, too. Huh. Proposal. Tax commercial and industrial land and buildings based on how much they could be sold for. Measure requires commercial industrial land and buildings to be taxed based on how much they could be sold for instead of their original purchase price. This change is put in place over time starting in 2022. Change does not start before 2025 for properties used by California businesses that meet certain rules and have 50 or fewer employees. Housing and agricultural land continues to be taxed based on its original purchase price. You hear that? Actually, I don't know about this. Because it seems like a wedge to be able to be like, okay, you you bought this home twenty years ago and it has appreciated in value. So now you owe this fucking much in taxes on it instead of what you originally agreed. And what if it's a 30 year mortgage or some shit? But it shouldn't increase for that. Oh, shut the fuck up.
leaf blower. Most owners of commercial land and buildings worth more than $3 million would pay higher property taxes. Only some of these property taxes, only some of these property owners would start paying higher taxes in 2022. By 2025, most of these property owners would pay higher taxes. Beginning in 2025, Total property taxes from commercial land and buildings prob probably would be $8 billion to $12.5 billion higher in most years. Valued commercial property can change. This is a tough one, but I think the funding from public schools and community colleges could come straight from corporations and basically that's what this is saying. Alright, I'm voting yes on it. Yes on 15. I... I think... I think this one will turn out okay. Just think about it. If schools, if underfunded schools are getting money from all this, and then kids in some places where they, like, can't afford updated textbooks and shit are gonna get updated shit but also for schools that are like sorry we're all in person because we can't afford to just give everyone a Chromebook or give everyone something to zoom during the pandemic well now you could um, prop 16 Allows diversity as a factor in public employment, education, and contracting decisions. Legislative constitutional amendment. Okay. Permits government decision-making policies to consider race sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin to address diversity by repealing Article 1, Article 1, Section 31 of the California Constitution, which was added by Prop 209 in 1986. What? Prop 209 generally prohibits state and local governments from discriminating against or granting preferential treatment to individuals or groups. Okay, does not alter other state and federal laws, guaranteeing equal protection, prohibiting unlawful discrimination. This sounds terrible. It sounds like a Republican or a conservative person's wet dream. I'm reading that, right? It's like, oh, you're... Right. In the Senate, eyes... 30. Assembly eyes 60. 
Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Repeal crop two mold. Yes, on sixteen means equal opportunity for all Californians. All must deserve equal opportunities to strive with fair wages, good jobs, and quality schools. Despite living in the most diverse state in the nation, white men are still overrepresented in positions of wealth and power in California, while the women, and especially women of color, are on the front lines of the COVID-19 response. They are not rewarded for their sacrifices. Women should have the same chance of success as men. Today, nearly all public contracts and the jobs that go with them go to large companies run by older white men. White women make 80 cents on the dollar. The wage disparity is even worse for women of color and single moms. As a result, an elite few are able to hoard wealth instead of investing it back in communities. Prop 16 opens up contracting opportunities for women and people of color. We know that small businesses are the backbone of our economy, yet Main Street businesses owned by women and people of color lose over $1.1 billion in government contracts every year because of the current law. Hmm. Okay. So let's see. Argument against. California legislator wants you to strike these precious words from our constitution. The state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to from, from Prop 209. Don't do it, vote no. Those words adopted by California version 96 as Prop 209 should remain firmly in place. Only by treating everyone equally can a state as brilliantly diverse as California be fair to everyone. Repeal would be a step backwards. Discrimination of this kind is poisonous. It will divide us at a time. We desperately need to unite politicians who want to give preferential treatment to their favorites, like they think they can fix past discrimination against racial minorities and women by discriminating against other racial minorities and men who are innocent of any wrongdoing. Punishing innocent people will only cause a never-ending cycle of resentment. The only way to stop discrimination is to stop discriminating. Help those who really need it. Not every Asian American or white is dis is advantaged. Not every Latino or black is disadvantaged. Our state has successful men and women of all races and ethnicities. Let's not perpetuate the stereotype that minorities and women can't make it unless they get special preferences. Ooh. At the same time, our state ha also has men and women of all races and ethnicities who could use a little extra break. Current law allows for affirmative action of this kind so long as it doesn't discriminate or give preferential treatment based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. For example, state universities can give a leg up for students from low-income families, students who would be the first in their family to attend college. The state can help small businesses started by low-income individuals or favor low-income individuals for job opportunities. But if these words are stricken from our state constitution, the University of California will again be free to give a wealthy lawyer's son a preference for admission over a farm worker's daughter simply because he's from an underrepresented group. That's unjust. Give taxpayers a break. Prior to the passage of Prop 209, California and many local governments maintained costly bureaucracies it required preferential treatment in public contracting based on a business owner's race, sex, or ethnicity. The lowest qualified bidder would be rejected. A careful peer-reviewed study by a University of California economist found that Caltrans contracts governed by Prop 209 saved 5.6% over non-209 contracts. Oh, what the fuck? So hold on. Now I got now I gotta look. 
Who's telling me to go? No. Oh no. Ward Connerly, President Californians for Equal Rights, Gail Herriot, Professor of Law, Betty Tom Chu, former California Constitution Revision Commissioner. I'm saying yes on it. Carol Moon Goldberg, President League of Women Voters of California. Thomas A. Sines, President Mexican American Legal Defense and Educational Fund. Eva Patterson, President, Equal Justice Society. Shit, I think I've been flipped. Be considerate. Rebuttal to the argument in favor of is by a public school teacher, a civil rights lawyer, and former dean of UC Berkeley. <laughs> this is a lot. Okay. Oh, damn it. Shut up. Damn it. Shit. Hold on. Get to that right now. Okay. Okay. Not that famous yet, huh? Real problem. <laughs> you can only see what I'm doing when I said that. Clean, clean the bowl. Clean my bong. So it kind of looked like I was polishing a glass or. Give me something mechanical in the garage. <sighs> I am sweating. Not because of these decisions, but also, damn. Okay. This, this proposition will allow California public universities to keep students out because of their race in order to help students of another race get in. That's currently illegal. Berkeley's business school is rated top among the best for recruiting minority graduates. We did it without using race also. We gave no favoritism to children of donors, alums, or politicians. We were strictly merit-based. That's how it should stay. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. Leo Terrell. I'm a black man, civil rights attorney for 30 years, lifelong Democrat, now independent. Prop 16 is a scam to use government money to benefit politically connected high bid contractors who are supposedly minorities who hire a so-called minority as window dressing. Taxpayers get shafted. Also, we get certainly don't need to favor one race over another in government jobs, promotions, or layoffs. And for education, let's help those who need it regardless of race. Now from a public school teacher. My father was a Jamaican immigrant, but I was raised in poverty by my single mother. My husband is Mexican-Puerto Rican. We're proudly multiracial and honors multi-degreed 
University of California graduate. I tutored black students in Compton. I, now I help Latinos enter UC on merit, like I did, like I did, not quotas. Uh, Prop 16, a giant step backward, would hurt the very students we want to help. There's no need to lower standards. I love teaching, but Prop 16 would totally disrupt K-12. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I mean, when I first read it, it didn't feel right. Alright, I'm back to now. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Okay. Restores. Sep Prop 17. Restores right to vote after completion of prison term. Legislative constitutional amendment. I am totally down for this. Amends state constitution to restore voting rights to persons who have been disqualified from voting while serving a prison term as soon as they complete their prison term. Unless this would be like before they could vote while they were in prison. Oh, damn it. I'm sweating on this thing. I need to take a drink. I'm getting. Like, I know I'm dehydrated already, but it's getting ridiculous. Let's go with water this time. Oh shit, sorry. Am I overheating? No. Am I under, under eating? Sometimes. Okay, okay, okay. Let's read this thing. This thing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like 100% yes. Restore the person's right. Uh, uh, rebuttal. Rebuttal the argument in favor of. Restore convicted college voting rights. Upon completion of their sentence, this is false. The truth. In California, parole is a legally part of the prison sentence, and convicted felon must su must successfully complete parole upon release from incarceration in order to have served their sentence and have their voting rights restored. Prop 17 will eliminate this critical requirement. Proponents do not tell you that the 30 states require more than the completion of prison incarceration before a felon's voting rights are restored. Most require the completion of parole, while some require the addition, the addition of executive action. While proponents highlight two stories about released criminals, Richard and Andrew, they don't share with you their criminal histories, as if burglars, armed robbers, murderers, and child molesters are all the same. Nothing can be further from the truth. The truth. For every Richard and Andrew, there's a Robert or Scott who commits a violent felony while on parole. Fuck that argument against. Alright. It's such a fucking hypothetical that you have to be a fucking hateful asshole to think that way. Listen, we can let people out of prison 
but they can't vote until their fucking parole is done. Well, fucking, then what motivation do you have to be doing society if you have to fucking wait for so damn ass fucking long? Start hearing hands. I'm sorry, it's just hand hands. Prop 18 <laughs> amends California Constitution to permit 17 year olds to vote in primaries and special elections if they will turn 18 by the next general election. Whoa, that's interesting, and otherwise be eligible to vote. Legislative constitutional amendment. Ooh, I think I'm for that. That's cool. Broaden the, broaden the voter base. The TikTok generation is already doing some some really good work. Some some not so good, and some boring, and some uninteresting, but some really good work. <clears throat> and that's not to say that 17 turning 18 is TikTok generation. I'm just saying younger, the younger generation is the is literally the future of the country. So it's just gonna have to be like, well, I mean, yeah. Especially if they're informed, why not? And concerned, why not let them vote? 17. I was gonna be 18 in three years, but that's not before the next election. No, wait. I'd have to be turning 17 this year, turning 18 December. Then they'd be like, yeah, okay, you can vote in the November election. This is fairly simple. I'm just gonna give it a yes. Rebuttal. Kids don't know what they're talking about. It took our job. Prop 19. Changes certain property tax rules. Okay, this one's going to be tricky. I know it. Okay. Permits homeowners who are over 55, severely disabled, or whose homes were destroyed by wildfire or disaster to transfer their primary residence's property tax base value to a replacement residence of any value anywhere in the state. What? <laughs> Transfer their primary residence's property tax base value to a replacement residence of any value anywhere in the state. Anywhere in the state. Limits tax benefits for certain transfers of real property between family members. Expands tax benefits for transfers of family farms. Allocates most resulting state revenues and savings, if any, to fire protection services and reimbursing local governments for taxation-related changes. Summary of the imp impact. Local governments could gain tens of, tens of millions of dollars of property tax revenue per year. These gains could grow over time to a few hundred million dollars per year. Schools could gain tens of millions of dollars property tax revenue per year. These gains could grow over time to a few hundred million dollars per year. Revenue from other tax is could increase by tens of millions of dollars per year for both the state and local governments. Most of this new state revenue would be spent on fire protection. 
So, the thing that confuses me is this first paragraph. It's like, listen, I mean, destroy by welfare, I get it. I mean, I understand that homes are destroyed by welfare, but if your home is destroyed by welfare disaster, do you have to still pay property tax on the, on the like, wasteland of your, your, where your home once was? Because that's fucked up. Oh, I'm sweating so much. Just gotta get to that point where you stop sweating, and then I'll drink some more water. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's look a little closer here. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Alright. So we got Argument in favor of Prop 19. There's 25, by the way. It's going up to 25. Yes, on 19. Tax savings. Tax savings. In, oh, wait. Let's see who's arguing this in favor of first. President. Brian Rice, President, California Professional Firefighters. Kathleen Barajas, President, Californians for Disability Rights. George Mozingo. Board member, California Senior Senior Advocates League. And then the rebuttal to the argument in favor is by Assemblyman Ken Cooley, District 8. Senator Patricia Bates, District 36. And John Koopel, President Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Huh. My current parking, that was a street sweeper, and in my current parking spot, there are no street sweeping signs at all. Um, okay, arguing against Prop 19, John Koopel, President, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, Senator, and Assemblyman Ken Cooley. Same people. And then the rebuttal to the argument against is Christy Militello, a Tubbs wildfire survivor, David Wolf, former legislative director, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, God damn it, Selena Pryor, president, Black Small Business Association of California. I think it's a yes. I think we got a yes on our hands. Got one. Like from Ghostbusters, remember? Property tax base value. To a replacement residence of any length. Anywhere in the state. This is about to do some good. Let's find out. Prop 20. <coughs> I'm drinking another drink. This is going to be soda this time, though. <coughs> Restricts parole for certain offenses currently considered to be nonviolent. Uh, restricts. Authorizes felony sentences for certain offenses currently treated only as misdemeanors. Oh, that sounds really dumb and bad. Limits access to parole programs established for nonviolent offenders. Who have completed the full term of their primary offense by 
eliminating eligibility for certain offenses. Changes, standards, and requirements governing parole decisions under this program. Authorizes felony charges for specified theft crimes currently chargeable only as misdemeanors, including some theft crimes with values between $250 and $950. Requires persons convicted of specified misdemeanors to submit collection DNA samples for state database. No, 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 no. Stop trying to insult yourself. Go fuck yourself. This is. What the fuck? I have enough sense to know when someone's bullshitting me. Or when someone's just like, let's put more criminals into a database. Let's put a bigger database of people who we can hate. A hate base. I wonder if anyone's ever said that. <laughs> probably. It's probably. It's probably. A hashtag. Database, of course. Um, 21, Prop 21. Expands local government's authority to enact rent control on residential property. Ooh. Okay, this one's going to be important. Let's see. Amends state law to allow local governments to establish rent control on residential properties over 15 years old. Allows local limits on annual rent increases to differ from current statewide limits. Allows rent increases in rent-controlled properties of up to 15% over three years at start of new tenancy above any increase allowed by local ordinance. What? Read that paragraph again. This seems fraught. Allows rent increases in rent-controlled properties of up to 15% over three years at the start. Okay, up to, okay, so if it's a rent-controlled property, you can increase the rent 15% over three years. Exempt individuals who own no more than two homes from new rent control policies. So if you only own your house and another house and you're renting, then you cannot raise the rent. But if you got a bunch of places, you can raise the rent. This seems bad. This seems very bad. Getting serious. I just stood up straight and shit. And add attention. Okay. In favor of. Who's, who's arguing in favor of? Dolores Huerta, president of the Dolores Huerta Foundation. Kevin De Leon, President Pro Tempore Emeritus, California State Senate. Cynthia Davis, Chair of the Board of Directors, AIDS Healthcare Foundation. That's who's arguing in favor of. Who's arguing against the in favor of argument? We got Alice Huffman, President California State Conference of the NAACP. Alice Huffman. Marilyn Markham, board member, California Senior Advocates League. Robert Gutierrez, president, California Taxpayers Association. Ooh. Let's see. Keep families in their homes, preserve affordable housing, stop homelessness, and save taxpayers money. Where are people supposed to live in California? The housing crisis rages on as rising rents and stagnant wages leave many behind. The consequences are felt by everyone. Neighbors are forced from communities. Renters face uncertainty. And the most vulnerable people end up on the streets. I am currently reading this from the streets. Small businesses are squeezed as renters spend less on their communities and workers face longer commutes. 
living paycheck to paycheck makes it difficult for teachers, grocery clerks. So, I'm not sure on here. Because it felt like saying yes to it was being like, hey, landlords, you can increase the rent. Like, you can do it. It's a deeply flawed scheme that will increase housing costs and hurt California's economic recovery. Edward J. Grimsley, State Commander, American Legion, Department of California. Lorraine J. Plass, Third Vice Commander. Ambats, Department of California. Patrick Sablehouse, Executive Director, California Council for Affordable Housing, are saying why not to, why to say no on Prop 21. Deeply flawed scheme. If Prop 21 seems familiar, it's because nearly 60% of California voters rejected the same flawed scheme in 2018. Seniors, veterans, and affordable housing experts all oppose Prop 21 because it would make housing less available and less affordable at a time when millions of Californians are struggling to get back to work and keep the roof over their heads. California Council of Affordable Housing calls Prop 21 a flawed idea. Here's how it'll make things worse. Repeals housing law with no solution. Prop 21 does nothing to address California's housing shortage. Instead, it undermines the strongest statewide rent control law in the nation signed by Governor Newsom and enacted just last year with no plan to build affordable and middle-class housing or deal with the increasing problem of homelessness on our streets. It eliminates homeowner protection. Prop 21 takes away basic protections for homeowners and allows regulators to tell single-family homeowners how much they can charge rent out a single room. Millions of homeowners will be treated just like corporate landlords and subject to regulations and price controls enacted by unelected boards. Reduces home values up to 20%. Nonpartisan researchers at MIT estimate extreme rent control measures like this result in average reduction in home values. Good. I don't want home values to increase. Californians can't afford to take another hit with the economic collapse threatening their home values and life savings. My home value, my home value. Fucking just live somewhere. Who gives a fuck about what your home value is? My home value, my home value. Well, fuck, man. That's some rich people shit. That's some escrow shit. Rebuttal to the argument against Prop 21. The change we need to tackle. The change we need to tackle homelessness. A yes on vote Prop 21 is a vote to keep families together. A strong coalition of elected leaders, affordable housing providers, and senior veteran and homeless Advocates agree that Prop 21 will keep families in their homes. Consumer watchdog. Oh, here's the, here's the people arguing again. Another, it's like another argument for it. David Campos, chair, San Francisco Democratic Party. Ernie Powell, Social Security Works. Jamie Court, president, consumer watchdog. Oh, motorcycles. Uh, protects millions of seniors, veterans, and working families. Saves taxpayers money by preventing homelessness. That's very general. But does it prevent homelessness? Preserves affordable housing, protects single-family owners, homeowners. Uh, Pro Proposition 21 helps seniors stay in their homes. It protects them from becoming homeless and lets them live their lives in dignity in their family and friends. Prop 21 gives our communities additional tools to keep vulnerable families in their homes. Prop 21 will help seniors, veterans, and workers. More veterans become homeless every year due to high cost of housing. Prop 21 will keep veterans from becoming homeless. But 
Okay, exempt individuals who own no more than two homes. Oh, no more. Wait. Right, so if you own two homes, you cannot increase the rent. But if you own more than that, yeah, this is a no vote, I think. To allow local governments to establish rent control on residential properties over 15 years old. Local limits on annual rent increases differ from current statewide limit. Allows rent increases a rent controlled property up to 15% over three years at the start of a new tenancy. Above any increase allowed by local ordinance. Yeah, this is a no. Any talk of raising rent? Like why why why? Why do why do people like that exist? I mean higher rent. Why? Cause money. Ooh, prep twenty two. No on twenty two. It's a, it's worded it's worded so trickily. Exempts app based transportation and delivery companies from providing employee benefits to certain drivers. Classifies drivers for app-based transportation as, and delivery companies as independent contractors, not employees. <laughs> Unless company sets driver's hours, requires acceptance of specific ride or delivery requests, or restricts working for other companies. Independent contractors are not covered by various state employment laws, including minimum wage, overtime, unemployment insurance, and workers' compensation. Instead, independent contractor drivers would be entitled to other compensation, including minimum earnings, health care subsidies, and vehicle insurance. Restricts certain local regulation. Okay, yeah, no one 22. I already knew I was going to vote no one 22. And it just came up. It just came up, and there it was. Oop. Okay, Proposition 23 establishes require state requirements for kidney dialysis clinics. Requires on-site medical professional initiative statute. Okay, this one's very important because, and I know firsthand from having to drive people to and from dialysis for this one job I had, it's, um, it's really fucked up the way the dialysis centers treat patients because they just kind of rush them out of there. Oh, jeez. We got dialysis patients on all four of these arguments. Well played, Davita. But yeah, this is going to be a yes on 23. Because it's going to make them do what they say they do um, under stricter guidelines so that people aren't getting injured and so that there's not roaches in the infection facilities and so um, if it's if it's led by a doctor it's gonna be a smoother dialysis time. That's just, that's just facts. 
is the facts of life. Prop 24. Amends consumer privacy laws. Ooh. <clears throat> Go on. Permits consumers to prevent businesses from sharing personal information, correct inaccurate personal information, and limit businesses' use of sensitive personal information. Ooh, I think this is a yes. Including precise geolocation, race, ethnicity, religion, genetic data, private communication, sexual orientation, and specified health information. Establishes California Privacy Protection Agency to additionally enforce and implement consumer privacy laws and impose fines. Charges criteria for which businesses must comply with laws. Changes criteria, sorry. Uh, prohibits businesses' retention of personal information for longer than reasonably necessary. Oh. Triples maximum penalties for violations concerning consumers under age 16. Uh, authorizes civil penalties for theft of consumer login information as specified. Yes, this is for and against it. Alright, we got for it James P. Steyer, Common Sense Media, um, Alice A. Huffman, President of California NAACP, Celine McTaggart, Director of Californians for Consumer Privacy. People Against It, Kevin Baker, Director, Center for Advocacy and Policy, American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU. Nan Brasmer, President of California Alliance for Retired Americans. John Mathias, Deputy Senior Campaign Director of Color Change. I'm going with my gut here. I'm going yes on 24. Because if I can limit how much of my data is harvested for profit, and this is going to be the prop to do it, then props to this prop. 25. This is the final one. So, anyone who's like, ugh, is politics class over yet? Well, listen, this is what's going on in California right now, so and I'm about to participate in it, and I want to keep, I want to stay informed. Because if you just kind of go to the ballot on ballot day, on voting day, and just fill in whatever, and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, uh, I don't know, yeah, sure, whatever. Then it's less effective than if you read through everything, think about it critically, and then make a decision. Alright, moving on. Final proposition for the episode. Well, for the, for the election, too. Prop 25. Referendum on law that replaced money bail with system based on public safety and flight risk. A yes vote approves and a no vote rejects a 2018 law that replaced the money bail system for obtaining release from jail before trial with a system based on a determination of public safety and flight risk, limits detention of a person in jail before trial for most misdemeanors. So, uh, if I vote no on 25, it'll take away that law. Okay. I gotta see who's for this and against it, because I'm a little... I just need to stay informed. What the hell's gonna... What is it gonna do? I think I've got it, but I think it'd be a no. 
but let's see. Now is the time to replace California's money bail system with one based on safety and fairness. And money bail. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's safer, fairer, less costly system. Money bail is unfair. Under the current money bail system, if you can afford to pay the bail, you go free until your trial. If you can't afford the bail, you must stay in jail. So the rich can go free even when accused of serious violent crimes, while the poor stay in jail even when innocent. Okay, it's a yes on 25 for me. Uh, or accused of low level nonviolent offenses. Money bail doesn't make us safer, it results in gross injustice. It results in fucking cops being like, whoop, we're gonna, gonna get our quota, we gotta get that fucking money bill. <clears throat> Just one example, senior citizen Kenneth Humphrey was accused of stealing $5 in a bottle of corn. He was forced to wait in jail nearly a year before his court date, not because he was dangerous, but because he couldn't pay bail. California appellate court ruled Mr. Humphrey was in prison solely due, due to poverty. Unfortunately, there are thousands of these stories. Yeah, man. Fuck money bail. Hold on. Rebuttal to the argument in favor. Unfair, safe, and costly. Written by Sacramento politicians, Prop 25 eliminates the option to post bail for every Californian and replaces its right with a county-administered system of computer-based profiling to determine who goes free and who stays behind bars pending trial. Read why civil rights groups, crimes, victims, advocates, law enforcement, and local officials all say no. Well, law enforcement, I fucking hate you, so let's see. Uh, Prop 25 is unfair. Prop 25's computer profiling has been shown to discriminate against minorities and people from neighborhoods with higher concentrations of immigrants and lower income residents, which is why civil rights groups like NAACP and United. Latinos vote say no on Prop 25. Uh, it's unsafe. Bail is an important constitutional right and ensures defendants satisfy the terms of their jail release and appear for trial and hold them accountable if they don't. California's recent experiment with zero bail during coronavirus pandemic was disastrous, with many defendants arrested and released and rearrested multiple times in one day. Prop 25 would make zero bail permanent, which is why Law enforcement and victims' rights groups say no on Prop 25. It's costly. It will require additional court hearings to overrule a computer's decision, causing more delays in their already backlogged courts. As cities and counties face historic budget deficits and devastating cuts to essential services, Prop 25 will cut will cost governments in California hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what? Yeah, I think it's a yes for me. I was unsure. I read the thing for it, and then I read the thing against it. Take away money bail. No more cash bail. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Alright. That's the episode. It's gone. Mm-mm. Not too long, but about an hour talking about policy and fucking voting. <sighs> Don't worry, I'm tired too. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to open up my windows so I'm not taking a sweat bath anymore. And I'm going to upload this episode to the internet www.amitat.com/podcast.html. Keep a lookout on all the podcast platforms for you and me on Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp, because um, I keep uploading the older episodes, so I can get all caught up, and then eventually I'll just be posting the new episodes right away. Um, check out my podcast about. 1994's Stephen King's The Stand miniseries, The Stand The Pod. I'm also going to continue it in December when The Stand comes to CBS All Access. 
um, check out my podcast on the FX series The Riches called I Am Doug Rich. I'm seven episodes into that now. Um, check out my podcast called My Ideas. And that one's up to eight episodes, I believe. And check out my podcast that I do with my dad called Star Trek Enterpods. I believe it's on every podcast platform. Um, and it's a Star Trek Enterprise watch-along podcast. Me and my dad, we're 17 episodes into it. I need a place to live so that I can have Wi-Fi and have a place to chill while I'm not working. Um, but we got some listeners. Star Trek Enterpods, check it out. Uh, let's see, go to reallygladyoucame.bandcamp.com to check out my original music. You can stream it for free. You can buy it. There's songs for sixty-nine cents. There's songs for a dollar and sixty-nine cents. Um, uh, uh, what else? Go to mockaboymedia.wordpress.com. That's my personal blog. It's M-O-Q-B-O-Y media dot wordpress dot com. And then go to Dougathan D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N dot threadless dot com and Dougathan dot deviantart dot com and twitch dot tv slash Dougathan and youtube dot com slash Cult and so many more. But yeah, since that's been the episode for today, um, this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Props on Props or Props for Props or something with Props.